Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Obviously, this is me, Glyn, and I'm here with my buddy, Dave Clayton. Hello, Dave. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm very good, very good. We've got to, we're actually going to go through something that comes up in conversation quite a lot tonight, mate. Um, I know we were talking on the phone earlier on. I thought it'd be a good time to have a bit of a chat about it tonight. But before we do, I've got something to tell you about. Oh, this isn't a Dell computer issue, It's is not it? a Dell computer thing, it's not. But do you, I don't know which episode it was now, but a few episodes back, we talked about... Do you remember I mentioned about um, somebody saying something on the on the YouTube to me, and I bit back, and then yeah. they said it again, and I came back, and I found out they said, I can't do that, I'm only eight. Do you remember yeah. that one? Yeah, you, wouldn't well, have some, done, you haven't done that again, though, have you? Some, you? Something similar's happened again, right? <laughs> okay, so, later on this, earlier on this evening... I uh, I go onto YouTube and I've got a comment and I look at it and all it says is doesn't work with an exclamation mark and I look at it thinking right what is it so I click on the actual notification and it takes me through to a video it's actually one of my most popular videos I've got on YouTube and it's all to do with cutting out trees it's got 1.2 million views on this video right what? and thousands of likes so it's really really good and this person whoever they are has put doesn't work so I know I should have checked in with you. Uh-oh. But, and, and, in the, <laughs> and in the words of Ricky Gervais, I should have left it, but I didn't. So I, I then commented, okay, I know I, this is like shutting the gate after the horse has bolted, I know. Yep. But I put, seriously, question mark, okay, no worries. I'll email the 1.2 million people that has had it working so far and tell them that they're all wrong. Cheers. <laughs> and then I, I, I kind of... <laughs> So I put that on. I went out of my office and I was kind of like walking around the house, getting more and more wound up. So I thought, right, I'm going to say something else. No. So I came, I, no, seriously. So I came back and thought, right, how can I carry this on? And I can't believe I'm still feeling like this. So I thought, ah, before I started typing, I thought, right, who are they? Their handle, by the way, is Mike Dash Roblox and more. Whatever that means. Okay. So I thought, who are they? So as I normally do, click on their name. What kind of following have they got? Now, on YouTube, they had something like 330 followers. And I noticed three thumbnails that looked kind of childish. So I'm going to play you something which made me stop making another comment. Okay? <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to play that now. Hey, guys. It's Mike Roblox and more here with another video today. And today, um, I'm going to show you how to rob the jewelry bank, the jewelry store in Jailbreak. So here, we're going to start right now, actually. Um, okay, so first thing you gotta do. Okay, so what I was looking at then on uh, on YouTube, so I played one of their videos and I heard their voice and realised they've either been sucking on helium or they're at the age where their voice hasn't broken and this kid is about seven or eight years of age. <laughs> oh so dear. he's playing a game of Lego called Jailbreak. So that made me stop writing the other comments. So I guess if anything, again, to reinforce the message that we had in that earlier episode was to say, when you get comments from people, don't be Glyn and don't be sort of diving onto the comments straight away, effing and blinding back at them because they're inevitably going to be kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so the moral was... of the story is talk to Dave first. <laughs> the moral of the story is check in with Dave before you start making comments. All right, anyway, listen, I thought I'd, thought I'd get that out of the way. But um, all right, so this week's episode then, I know we talked about it a bit earlier on. Uh, it's something that Dave and me kind of, uh, we find ourselves regularly talking about this. It does come up a lot in conversation because we see it a lot on the internet and we're forever giving it, I can't believe people do that. Well, we um, ran a little ad last week, didn't we? A little joke ad we, about it. We did, you're right. Actually, yeah, good point. Uh, but what we're going to do is to kind of uh, kick the ball rolling, or get the ball rolling with this, is I'm going to let Dave read something out. Now, Dave actually has gone deep, deep into the archives, and he's actually found an ancient story going dating back, I mean, a long time by the sounds of it. So he's blown the dust off the covers. Dave's now going to read the story out that will set the tone for what it is that we are going to discuss or get off our chests in this episode. So Dave... Over to you. Out in the middle of the South Pacific is a remote inhabited island called Kanuha Kahana. Named by the first person to discover the island, 
its meaning, powerful twins. It's so small the only way to reach it is by a small boat. It has no large dock or airstrip. The island only has 256 inhabitants, sharing only eight surnames. As I said, it's one of a pair of islands, its twin being a volcano. Hundreds of years ago, the volcano erupted and a plume of lava left an arch at the top of the volcano, and the islanders believed it was the eye of the volcano god. Once a year, the sun would perfectly line up in the centre of the eye, and if the sun was able to shine through, the islanders believed that the volcano god blessed them and would protect them for another year. Each year, somebody on the island would capture this moment with a painting of the festival that was held to celebrate it. One year in the early 1900s, a passing boat left a camera on the island and one islander took it upon themselves to try and capture this amazing moment on film. As the years went by, they tried each year and each year the smoke from the volcano blocked the sun. Over the years, other boats would pass by and leave a newer film camera and each year they continued to try. That was until last year great-grandson of the original islander who had the first camera set up his camera as usual to try and capture this magical and important moment for the Kanuha Kahana inhabitants. As the sun slowly moved across the sky ready to line up perfectly the smoke suddenly stopped and the sun shone down over the island its warm rays reaching out upon the cheering villagers and as the young islander captured the moment perfectly, the smoke returned. Everyone was joyous. The young man was able to develop the image in the primitive darkroom in one of the homes on the island. There was an international photography competition held each year on a much larger neighbouring island about 80 miles away. The elders encouraged the young boy to deliver and enter the image to celebrate this historic moment and bring extra joy to the people of Kanuha Kahana. He and his father rowed the 80 miles through a choppy ocean, carefully protecting the photograph and delivered it for the International Photograph of the Year contest. The competition awards were to be made the next day. They were nervous. The boy and his father stood in the crowd the next morning as each prize was awarded one by one. Then came the final award, International Photograph of the Year. Their image was in the running, taken from the best vantage point on the island, capturing the majestic view of the volcano on these twin islands, the sun and its rays enveloping the island in a warm glow, and its inhabitants cheering and dancing, full of life and vibrant colour. The chairman of the photography committee opened the envelope. He looked up and said, and the award of the photograph of the year goes to and the boy and his father's eyes welled up with tears of anticipation as the chairman said Brian Smethick of Chelmsford UK with basketball player holding a ball in a disused underground car park so obviously the actual uh, topic of the conversation tonight is all about awards. Now let me just say, before me and Dave get into the full flow here, we're not saying that we don't agree with awards per se. We do actually think awards do have their place, right Dave? Absolutely, yeah. Right, so we're not saying that we don't agree with them. Let's just get that clear. Yeah, no, and and from my side as well, because obviously I, I can't speak for Glyn's YouTube comments. <laughs> That's down to him. But yeah, we, we, was, we were talking about the quality of awards and the awards in, it, in each of our industries and, and how we feel personally about them and, and how we see people behave with them. So it's just really, a, you know, we're going to do the devil's advocate we you know we'd love people to comment on if they spend a lot of time going after this but this was just something we wanted to discuss because it's it's a thing in the industry and it's becoming something again i like to think we're just maybe highlighting a thing that other people go oh crikey yeah i hadn't really thought of it like that and and i have been sucked into it but I mean, but okay. So awards then. So what I'm, what I'm saying is this: when I say that we don't agree with awards, it's when they're used in a particular context. But one thing that we we have noticed a lot, and we we kind of made each other aware of it more than anything, I guess, was the fact that you see the words award winning 
it just seems to be on every. I seem to see it on not every. That's a sweeping statement, but yeah. a lot of photographers' websites have the words "award winning." Now, the, one of the problems I have with this is number one: it doesn't actually say what award it is. No, you know the the only photographer, Dave, that I know. And I might—I mean, there may be people listening now that will know of more people that yeah. actually have this written down. The only photographer I know that has award-winning, award-winning, award-winning on their website is Brian Smith. Yeah, you know, celebrity photographer based in the states, absolutely incredible guy, incredible photographer. He actually has award-winning. However, he does stipulate what award that is, and that was the Pulitzer Prize-winning award. That's a big deal. That is seriously big deal. And I actually checked up on the Pulitzer uh, website earlier on this evening, mate. 1916 that started. Wow. And this is like a, you know, this is a worldwide, internationally recognised award, and their tagline is honouring excellence in journalism and the arts. Now, I think it's fair enough that Brian puts that on his website. Absolutely. That, That is definitely a given. However... It's when people kind of put it down that, you know, award-winning. They don't specify what award it is. It could be anything for we know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They might, have won that. they might have got their cycling proficiency badge when they're in their first school. It's an award. They got their award-winning. I mean, I'm being flippant, I know, but it just seems to be used a lot. And my problem is, why do you need to put down that you have an award? Well, when... right. Now, go on. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> sorry. Um I mean, well, talking about you as a as you, as a photographer is saying about the award winning thing, and I know we we sort of kind of gently poked at it last week when we said welcome back to the award winning, and and I yeah. said you know what award, and you went gloss over it is the fact that you know it is award winning. It's very hard to find what that award is. So the fact that you're not putting what the award is, what you've won take you know people shouldn't be looking to see what it is if you you know for films oscar winning or pulitzer prize winning or national geographic you know it the award normally is um prefaced if that's the right word by yeah. what it is yeah 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 so have you why, ever lost- why aren't they saying what it is yeah what is the problem with that now is it because and again i, I am kind of expecting uh a bit of feedback on this episode i don't think we we're going to really have talked about anything like this that's going to generate a, a bit of kind of like um, people agree and disagree so much as this particular thing because it is quite it is a personal thing, isn't it? What you uh, describe yourself as and what you put on your own website. Yeah. But award winning, why aren't you know my thoughts? Why aren't people putting down they've won a certain award? Is it because it's an inter club award? Yeah. And they feel that that isn't something that can be used to uh, promote themselves as a business. And obviously, we're talking mainly about people who are in business. Here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so personally, I don't think, apart from someone like Brian Smith, who's got an internationally independent award-winning thing, okay, I don't, I I personally, and it's only my opinion, you know, all opinions expressed in this podcast are our own. Uh, It's just kind of like, that's what I think. It's not something to use to get business. I'm, I'm very old school. I'm very kind of black and white when it comes to this kind of stuff, as you probably know. But I think if you're going to tout for business, it should be your images that speak volumes. It shouldn't be the fact that you've got these words there saying that um, you're award-winning. Oh, and obviously as well, you've got to tag on the extra word there, passionate. Yeah. You know I mean, it shouldn't be words that get you business. It should be uh, your, recommendation, word of mouth recommendation, but ultimately your work, not that you've written down your award-winning. I don't, I can't get my head around why people put down their award-winning. And also, no, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say I don't understand why people do awards. I do get why people go for awards. It's just it's just people who use the award winning phrase to get business that I don't understand. Yeah, I think winning a, winning an award is lovely. It's validating. It's it's nice. Yeah. Everyone loves a shiny little trophy for whatever it is, even when you're a kid. But like you say, winning an award is a satisfying moment. You know, mm. it doesn't define your whole career unless it's something as big as you know an actor being Oscar winning. Um, yeah, but putting it as a as like the upfront thing about your business i mean when was the last time that you in your business going out to get work with these big clients have you sat there and they've gone you know just to recreate the scene um hi glenn thanks for coming in uh to uh, bbc this afternoon uh obviously yeah we'd like you to do um all the photography for the new series of the uh, of our new bbc drama and uh, we love the work you've been doing with the 1940s look 
Well, like, thank you. Oh, it's fantastic work, sir. Fantastic work. <laughs> and, I, and, and I love your podcast, by the way. Um, thank you. But And we'd like to hire you. Um, we've obviously looked through your body of work. Amazing. We, you've submitted a, a quotation. Fantastic. The time is perfect. All our stars want to work with you. Just one small thing before we go ahead and, um, and get you to come in. Uh, and we've been talking about it here. We've been looking through your website and nowhere does it say that you are an award-winning photographer and and we're finding this a bit of a sticking point now i ask you uh, <laughs> as one professional to another have you ever won an award sir well i have it depends if you want it to be photography related uh, it has to be photography related <laughs> in which case no okay I, do, goodbye do you know mr jewis <laughs> <laughs> do you know what <laughs> well, excuse me while i just cough up a lung um I, I kind of literally from day one when I got involved in this industry, I said, right, that is it. I'm never going to enter any kind of competitions where there are awards at the kind of like, you know, there are awards being on, on offer. The reason for that is obviously we said that we'd just come back from the photography show at the NEC uh, last weekend. Can't believe it's over I a week know. ago already, which is insane. But obviously going back into earlier kind of uh, versions of what events used to be held at the NEC on a yearly basis, we used to have focus on imaging. Yeah. That was, at the time, that was a big event, huge trade show, you know, not as many kind of demonstrations and like kind of stage appearances going on as what there are at the photography show, but it was, you know, what was went on. And I remember my first ever focus on imaging that I went to was in the first year that I started out in this industry. And I was walking around and there was an, a raised, you know, really quite elaborate looking stage set up. And it was, it was by the Royal Photographic Society. So I was like, "Wow, you know, this must be amazing." So I can't. You could the the public could freely walk around in amongst the kind of displays, and there were some tables there. I noticed as I was walking around, and at the table there were two people. And what it transpired is they were so-called fellows, or associates, or whatever you want to call them, judges, sat at a table, and somebody opposite them was doing a kind of um, a live. Uh, critique of their work to see if they could go and get that next award, be it the licensorship, associateship, or become Gandalf and become a fellow. Okay, yeah. one of those things. Are they um? Are they jolly good fellows? Jolly good fellows. <laughs> yeah, that's fellow, not Othello. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, but I remember this one guy. Seriously, I, as I kind of walked past, I could see over his shoulder the picture that he was showing him, and it was a beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful picture, and it was a it was a wedding photograph. This woman and she was stood in a wedding dress in this kind of like archway with all this ivy over going all around the top of it and what have you. And this guy has handed the picture over to this so-called judge to have a look at it. And this judge, I tell you what, mate, he ripped him up for, up for arse paper. This wasn't in a private room. This was in public. And he's gone, so what the hell are you trying to tell me here with this? What the hell is the story here? I was like flipping out. I felt embarrassed and kind of like, whoa. So I don't know how the guy who was on the receiving end of that felt. But I was soon, literally, as soon as I heard that, I thought, you can you can keep your blooming wards. You sod that. No yeah. way am I going to put myself through that. So that's what stopped me from doing it. So, I mean, we talk about the award winning. I mentioned a few there as well, didn't I? The licensorship, associateship, or whatever it is, yeah. and uh, fellowship. I, I get why people want them. Yeah. Because it is that validation, like you said earlier on. It's a pat on the back from your peers to say, you know what? Yeah, you're moving on. You're, you're getting this. You're doing really, really well. But I don't see why the relevance is of putting that in your kind of um, your bio or your kind of uh, about me thing on your website. Because is Joe Public really that bothered? I mean, I know my wife, if she was looking to hire, let's say she didn't know me, she was going to hire me as a photographer. She wouldn't be looking for a photo, you know, award winning. She'd be looking at my pictures. Is this guy able to take good pictures? Yes. That's it. And if they did read the about you and saw, you know, blah, blah, blah. Glenn's been in the industry since blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, and in, in 2011, he won an award for, uh, you know, a landscape photographer of the year for National Geographic or something as part of your background story. And then somebody would be like, oh, that's, that's nice. You know, that that's really good. But it's like when you see, I know we talked about before with awards, we were saying about chip, like every chip shop, fish and chip shop, for those in England, fish and chip yeah, shop, yeah. for Americans, <laughs> uh, it's fish and chip shop. Um, <laughs> but you go in every fish and chip shop and every single one of them has got an award, a little A4 certificate on the wall in a cheap ikea frame that says they won the best i don't know wrapping or 
the best wooden forks. Uh, you know, every every chip shop, every every coffee shop in Seattle when I went into Seattle was Seattle's best, Seattle's finest, Seattle's greatest. It was like every every coffee shop's got an award, every fish and chips have got an award. I'm actually going to do it based on taste, my personal taste. Yeah, and, and that we, we when was... down in Devon, we um, I remember me and Anne went to a, a restaurant down in Devon and uh, went in for a nice meal, and there was a big, really, um, uh, you know, proud kind of plaque above the bar area, and it said, winner of Restaurant of the Year, in this, in the kind of like this best pub guide thing, uh, 2011. And bear in mind, it was 2017 when we were down there. <laughs> do you know I mean? So it's six years ago. Is it really relevant to keep that there? The chef could have gone. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That got the award. So I didn't really see the relevance of that. And actually, another one I remember, we went down a couple of years ago to, um, again, to Cornwall on a holiday. And uh, we stayed near Port Isaacs, beautiful place where they filmed Doc Martin. Really, really nice. But up the road from there, there's a place called Tintagel. And I noticed on this kind of like junction, there was I wanted a Cornish pasty. I'm in Cornwall. I've had me, I, you know, me, me sort of cream tooth, me jam and clotted cream or whatever. I now want a Cornish pasty. And there was a Cornish pasty shop. And in the windows, all over the shop, it said award-winning Cornish pasties. So me and Anne went in there. We had two different varieties. They were both awful. They were just, they, they really were bleh, horrible. Didn't even finish them. And we found out afterwards that the award it won, in that street in Tinchagel, there are three places that sell Cornish pasties. They had an inter-street Cornish pasty competition, <laughs> and that one won out of three. So now it's branding itself as the award-winning Cornish pasty shop. I mean that that kind of like summed it up to me, mate. I thought, is that is that what it's come to? So is that like that old that old joke? Is the the world's tallest dwarf? It, it's a it's <laughs> it's it's a nonsensical award. It, it's just yeah. I, I I I really do think that I want to get some feedback on this because I'm 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 trying to see the benefits of saying to Joe Public when you're touting for business. I am award-winning. It's almost like, and this is kind of bringing it around to the social media side of it as well, that it used to be that the, uh, and I'm talking now before social media really kicked off, it used to be that it was the photographer that had the wow images was the one that got the notice. Do you know what I mean? They were they were sharing, but their pictures were like, Jesus, look, they are just stunning. To me now, it that doesn't seem to be the case. And I'm not being grumpy. I'm just kind of saying what I see happening. And you might disagree with me. People who are listening might disagree with me. But it just seems to be now the ones who get noticed aren't necessarily the ones with the best pictures. They're the ones who are able to shout louder. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's what it seems to be. Social media has created a, a, a kind of a community of people who just want to shout the loudest to get the most attention. Yeah, it's a false economy because so many times now I hear um you know quite high up conversations where people are discussing who should be getting you know a book deal or who should be getting uh to, to stand on stage at a show and it's oh yeah uh, are they any good as a presenter well i don't know but they've got a hundred thousand followers on instagram and uh, and that that to some people is their reward their reward is the fact that they are uh, they have a quarter of a million followers or whatever and have Mate, the what was that? Well, just Now you mentioned Instagram there. What was that? We spoke about this the other day. What was that website or that utility that you found uh, or were told about where it actually looks at your uh, following and it can tell you? Yeah, I think it was called Twitter Audit. Um, it only lets you do one search. So uh, I think on the free search, you can either put your own in and it links to your Twitter account and it will go through, and because uh, I guess now there's obviously a database of, of where people have re- reported false accounts, but it will go through your following, and it will give you an idea of how many of your followers it believes are ro- or bots or not oh, real bots, people. Okay. Yeah. So, right. yeah, and even on, on mine, and I'm a nobody, and I've not, I never gone I out. I wouldn't say and, that, and, mate. No, but I mean, what I mean is, I've never, I don't rely on social media for anything, nor have I ever gone after, and I had. I think I've got 6,000 followers. 1,700 of those were considered fake. Really? Yeah. And and it was, you know, they're, they're just going to linger. So I never really hang my hat on anything like that. In fact, my Instagram is closed down. I know a lot of people go, oh, you know, I've got a massive, the, the most followed person on Instagram. I've I've locked mine down and I actually authorise who who I let follow me. And I think... Well, for a mind, second then, I thought you I thought you meant you'd closed it down. No, no, off. no. I just don't like, I just don't like 
anybody just following me. Cause so this is why I can't repost anything that I see you do? Yeah, yeah, because if I look through, I've got like 68 at the moment and and probably 90% of them are just business people who, why are you even following me? It's just a like for like kind of thing. But going back to the awards, I know something you touched on there with um, that I'd found before in when I'd been in the IT industry was um, there's a there's also a lot of awards where you have to pay a lot of you have to pay an entry fee to enter the award to win it, which I find is like buying a lottery ticket. And and it's sort of, well, you're not being judged on being good at what you are you're having to pay to enter so somebody could be really good but if they don't pay to enter really is the winner it, the the winner is only the winner of all the people who wanted to pay to be in it rather yes. than yeah you're right yeah? actually yeah it's not it's not like a, an open to sort of a free for all we have noticed the best photographers around the world what we consider to be doing really really well at the moment let's put them into a pot and see who wins this yeah. is a case of do you want to enter this yeah, uh, and then whoever wins is the you know you, obviously you've all got to pay to be in it, and yeah. it's the best of the ones who paid. You're right, actually, that does kind of sound a bit odd, doesn't it? It's best of a that bunch. Does sound odd. And I actually had an email tonight. I, I tried to remember this earlier on when me and you were speaking, but there's some kind of I think they're based in Germany. Let me just have a quick look on my email here. I might have deleted it to be honest with you because I just couldn't be bothered. While you're looking um, um, for that, another thing that uh, that also kind of about like the associations, and you know. So there's some great ones like the Royal Photography Society and uh, there's a couple that other the, the photography show. Um, I don't know what they are, but I know they're quite well respected. There's nothing wrong with belonging to them. You know, it's great to because you learn from from these experts. They have you know they have great events. They have magazines. It's really you know I picked a couple of they're really good. But there's I know when you and I first started, we joined the National Association of Photoshop Professionals, the NAPP. Now it sounds great. You know, I belong to the National Association of Photoshop Professionals. We joined. We paid to join. And yeah, we could yeah. so belong to it. And I know there's a lot of associations like that where you you pay to join and then you all of a sudden tell people, well, I'm a member of the Royal Photographic Society, for argument's sake. Yeah. Well, I can, you know, if I could pay money to be, I don't know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But if I could pay to say I was something... The minute somebody just says, oh, okay, what did you have to do for that? Oh, I just had to pay 99 quid. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, but but to, but to Joe Public, if you say, oh, I'm a, I'm a member of the uh, Royal Association of Amazing Photographers. Oh, wow, really, are you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. They wouldn't necessarily think to say, did you have to pay to get into that? They'd go, wow, how did you get into that? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of it. It does sound grand until then, and it is. You know, like you said, we're not slagging off these organisations because I actually, although I don't align myself with any particular organisation, I do. I do do stuff for organisations that I believe have got the right ethics, and uh, I see them doing good stuff. I mean, one of them in particular is the Guild. Uh, Stephen Thurst, Nick Proctor. You know, these guys, as I see, although I'm not a member of them, I have done presentations for them as well. Yeah. Uh, because they're doing things for the right reasons. However, what I will say, and I do, inv- I do, I do include the guild with this. If you are, let's say, if you're not a working photographer, you know, I don't like to use the word professional. Yeah. Uh, but if you are, if you are a working photographer who has paid to join an organisation, if you you've paid to be a member of that organisation, you enter a compet- you enter the awards, and you win an award at their annual event that calls you the Portrait Photographer of the Year. Obviously, that is within of which you are a member. Mm. How? See, to then to go out and say, oh, I am portrait photographer of the year. It's kind of like, okay, and? And what else was behind that? Oh, that was within an organisation that I paid to be involved in. Yeah. Now, I know, obviously, there's, there are judges. Um, there are judges within that organisation who will have assessed your imagery to be worthy of that but it is still within a group that you belong to if we take the pulitzer prize as i see it that's an international thing and that's where somebody's been recognized it's like when somebody's called the international portrait photographer of the year they're not involved in any kind of group it's like this guy here has been recognized it's like on tv at the moment i'm totally sucked into this program at the moment and it's the uh, portrait artist of the year I am loving that, watching these people painting famous faces and it's a yeah. competition. Take. I love watching that. That They don't belong to any kind of drawing club. 
They are individuals who've come forward to enter the Portrait Artist of the Year. Yeah. So, so clearly that would be fine for them to put that in their CV or at the end of their tagline if they felt right to. Yeah, it's a good thing to include. Again, it goes back to it's a nice thing. You'd put it on social media. Oh, I'm so chuffed I just won the Portrait Photographer of the Year at the Guild of Photographers. And you could put it in your bio. It's something, it's an achievement. But again, it's not the thing that you should be using to get work. Your work should be getting you work. But you've just hit the nail on the head there, you see. You you've actually you said then more than what most people in fact more than I ever see being posted. You said I won portrait photographer of the year within the Guild of Photographers or whatever association it is, yeah. right? That's not ever said. It's just said award winning. Yeah. That's all they ever say. Award winning. I want I'd like to know why. I want to know why. <laughs> why don't people say... What the award is. What the award is. Yeah. I don't get it. Why not say what the award is? Is there a stigma there that it's within an organisation you belong to? I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of... I just want to put it out there now. Um, and I am willing to uh, strip to my waist and fight in a car park if anyone wants to contest it. <laughs> is For the last 10 years... And and if you're not sitting down, I would sit down because this one is going to knock you. This is the quality of the person you're listening to talking. For the last 10 years, every year, I get a card saying that I am the best dad in the world. Are you now, serious? I'm serious. Every year on Father's <laughs> Day and sometimes on my birthday, I get a card saying I, me, Dave Clayton, I am the best dad in the world. Mate, that's an award I, to be proud of. I don't go shouting about it. I, I don't go on Facebook and, and you know, put in a crown. I, I, all right, I did buy the crown and I bought a cape, but I thought it was too much to, to do it. But I get that cut. So I'm I'm going to put on my website, uh, you know, graphic designer and uh, best dad in the world. You know, bring it on. I, I, do you know what? I, I know we're playing. That's being very tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I know that. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But do you know what? Looking at, I mean, you know from uh, us being mates, that my favourite photographers, the people that I really look to, are people like... Annie Leibowitz, and then people were were extremely fortunate, and it's not name dropping. Extremely fortunate to be called uh, to call them friends. People like Joe McNally, Joel Grimes, and so on and so forth. Name dropper. Now, name <laughs> dropper. <laughs> but what, the reason I mention those is that I've had a look on their website. Now, unless my glasses were were sort of misguiding me, I couldn't see anywhere the mentioning award winning. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, what, why do if they don't mention it? And it's, don't say it's because they haven't probably entered any competitions, <laughs> but just why do other people seem to need... I guess the bottom line here is, when it comes to awards, what I'm asking is, if you're going to put it there, or what I'm saying is, if you're going to put it there, why can't you extend the sentence to say what that award was? Yeah. Just to leave it as award winning. It's like on the moment, on the advert, I, I, you know, I, I've got to get this into an episode. There's that guy on Facebook. Every time I see it, I want, I want to... I want to <laughs> I want to knee, I want to knee my screen. There's that guy, and it's from Photography Pro, I think it is. There's an advert. I don't know how much this guy's spent on adverts for his new course, but I think he's listened to one of our episodes where we go on about all the cliche phrases, and it's literally <laughs> like every single sentence he mentions cliche phrases. But he says something like, he goes, "Are you, are you fed up of taking really poor photographs on holiday?" Again, stupid question. What's he expect people to say? And then he goes. Well, I'm such and such a person. I'm an internationally recognised photographer. But what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you know, what well, if you if you go abroad and you meet someone and they know you? Are you internationally recognised? I'm internationally recognised. Again, that that statement. I know whichever you're talking about. That statement wasn't backed up by anything. It's like when people like, "Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may know me from such films as from The Simpsons." I mean, every photographer should be Troy McClure because they they will say, "I, I you may you may know the awards I've won, such as da 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 da." But yeah, it, what does that mean? Again, it's an empty. I don't know who you are, so am I nothing because I don't know who you are because I don't recognise you. I do. You're the bloke who keeps appearing on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you've paid, you've paid a fortune for the advert on Facebook. Hey, listen, right, let's, let's just have a quick breather because I can feel my blood boiling. Let's play a quick ad. Smooth. Strong. 
strong. Hot. Photog Coffee is the filter coffee choice of photographers that for some reason feel the need to let everyone know when they're having a cup. Made from the rare full-frame bean harvested off the tropical island of Potentia and infused with cliché, Photog Coffee is for the photographer with little else to post about, but wants to sound busy and professional. Photog Coffee. It's just a drink. All right, so now that we've managed to calm down just for a second, I want to kind of backtrack, Dave, to that, that ancient story that you read out. And I know it was all tongue-in-cheek, but there was a reason for reading that out. Yes. So can I, can I let you just explain what that reason was? Yeah, uh, this was something I picked up with Glyn because it was something I didn't understand. And just as a disclaimer, we have got a good friend who we who do know uh, does win a lot of competitions look photography competitions and there are a lot of competitions around the world and this story came up one day uh that somebody had won this photography award and it was something like the papua new guinea international landscape Fo- photograph of the year right and, and i know in the, the story i tell it's brian from chelmsford and it was the the Although it's an international, maybe they are asking for international people. But why would you want to win an award for some random place in the world? Yeah, which is twenty nautical miles south southeast of the island of Ogabuga. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why would you enter K- that? Kanuha Kahana, I think. K- oh, sorry, Kanuha Kahana. <laughs> um, yeah. I, that, so for me, it's I don't understand why people enter the same image over and over again over a long period of time in countries all around the world like the remotest places what right do you have to i and i'm and i'm wrong i don't understand it it's probably harsh to say it but why what what is the satisfaction of actually taking an award from a place you've never visited that somebody who's lived there all their life like the story we told which was made up by the way i did write that um in that instance, the story I gave as the example is why should somebody from that territory be deprived of winning a, a competition in their own backyard by somebody 20,000 miles away who's just doing it to get a, a, a ribbon or a, a badge? Well, they get the. Now, you see what you're missing the point, Dave. They're not entering the competition to get the awards, they're entering the competition to get the ribbon. Because they're making Joseph's technical dream coat <laughs> for this coming Christmas. <laughs> it's like a patchwork quilt they're going to sew together. That's the reason. Hey, listen, mate. We we know of a photographer in the UK who actually um, kind of touts himself as the world's most awarded photographer. Yes. Okay. Now that is that is a very brave, sweeping statement. When you think of what he's basically saying there, the world's most awarded photographer. Forget Annie Leibovitz. Forget Joey Gra- uh, Joel Grimes. Forget Joe McNally. Forget Joey Lawrence. Forget Yusuf Karsh. No, this guy is the most awarded. But actually, do you know what he's done? I mean, I, I, I'm asking you a question. Here. I know. I know you know the answer. He has entered all these little village competitions all over the country if not all over the world to win those little awards where there's some you know group of guys and girls who are like in their you know aging years and they're kind of just having a bit of fun together entering competitions no he's he's kind of slipped one in there and won that competition so that he can now call himself the most awarded photographer in the world what a load of rubbish absolute load and i'm really i I kind of said that so i didn't have to bleep it out because that that completely winds me up that somebody can have the the balls to go and do that and call themselves the most awarded photographer that just tells me that they've got a hell of a lot of time to enter awards and not a lot of time working well yeah you're right actually because looking at their portfolio there's nothing really that new on there for a good number of years and in fact i noticed that it changed the wording on there as well that it says oh back in two i've got to be careful here back in (laughs) i'll say 2001 that isn't the year back in 2001 they won the award for such and such now mate we're in 2018 yeah how long are you going to keep that on there 17 years ago you won this particular award it's like 
come on, you know, move on. I've always had the attitude of only as good as my last picture, but 17 years ago? Yeah. Surely it's got to get a point. What about something more recent? Let's kind of get things up to date. Do you know what I mean? When there when there wasn't film, it's now digital. Yeah. Let's have a look at what have you won, what have you won now? And also that, that from a, from a work point of view is, I don't know. That still for me wouldn't that still for me wouldn't be the the swinger for me to go. I'm going to hire that person over that person because they've got the most awards. I'd, I would still, personally, I'd still be looking at anything. It's I say it's nice to see a little badge. It's nice to see, you know, maybe Asda's been voted the best super best value supermarket six years in a row. Hang your hat on that. You know, that's a great thing. But if they won like cheese of the month in in twenty sixteen. That 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 holds nothing for me. I, and, and I just and I just want to clarify again. It's kind of like throwing that little bit of uh, reassurance as we're talking about this. Is we're not slating off awards across the board. No. If you are somebody who is learning your, learning the craft, you thoroughly enjoy photography. You're not necessarily a working photographer, but you go to the clubs, you go out regularly with the camera, and you're looking for that recognition from your peers. That is basically saying to you, "Good on you. You're doing well." I am one hundred percent into that i think that has definitely got a place what we're kind of both of us are really aiming at here dave i think is why would somebody who is a working photographer use the words award winning with a view to getting more work why number one why don't they kind of say the whole phrase award winning in fact i won the such and such award for blah 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 within this organization why don't they ever put that and why isn't it just their pictures, really, that do the talking for them? Why do they need to feel that my pictures aren't good enough? Oh, that's probably that's going to get a reaction, isn't it? Oh, my picture, my pictures aren't good enough. But if I put these key words in here, that'll draw people in. Oh, I mustn't forget to put the word passionate in there as well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like that's a surefire winner on my website. I got a portfolio. I made sure I've got the word award-winning in there, award-winning in there, and uh, and I've got the word passionate. That's me fixed. I'm sorted now. Yeah, it's funny from from the looking at it from the design side now. So I'll flip it over over the fence to to your neighbour. Yeah, is it's slightly different. And I had a conf- I had a, an hour conversation with a really good friend in the design industry tonight, and we did sort of touch on it in the. I said, and he did pick me up on it, I said, I think it's easier to get into the photography industry than it is to get into the design industry because I think cameras are very easy to get hold of. So a lot of people can get a camera and a lot of people are quickly under pressure to become a photographer. Now, on a design side, you know, it's a big investment to buy a Mac. It's an investment to buy Adobe Creative Cloud or or any software. It's it's an investment to buy maybe a Wacom tablet. So for me, I think, yes, there are bedroom designers, but I know in, in my industry, again, there are a lot of people who do say award winning, but I've noticed that a lot of those do actually say what award they've won. And one in particular, and I always get it wrong, it's something like the AD&D, um, where you get a yellow pencil. And and that's a really big thing in the industry, if you get the yellow pencil. And and anyone can win. And what, it's just a yellow pencil? It's it's a big, thick statuette <laughs> thing. It's, a ye- it's called the yellow like pencil. A HB pencil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you win a pencil, like Cracker Jack. Uh, for the Americans, won't know that is. But, um, but yeah, and, and I was saying, one of my... One of my favourite um, designers in the industry design at the moment, is, and I've got a lot, but one one who stands out at the moment is a guy called Aaron Draplin. And, yeah, I love his work. I love his, uh, his background, where his work comes from. And I've seen him speak a couple of times. And one of the real big things he says when he gets up is he doesn't want any... He, he says, I don't want any of his bullshit awards. It means nothing to me. My award is making a living turning out the best work I can get and being hired he said I've paid my mortgage I work with great clients I get asked to speak on podcasts I get to stand up and and speak I mean the guy travels across America he should be awarded the the most traveled graphic designer but he doesn't want the awards He he says they don't give him anything extra he'll never enter them he just wants to be a working professional making a living um and these awards now it's somebody could enter his work in, into a competition and he he could quite well win but i notice when i speak to a lot of designers 
they all sort of aspire to win one or two of the big awards but i never i ne- i've never heard of a designer go i'm award winning oh what award did you get oh we have a the drawing club in uh upper stratton on a tuesday night and i drew best banana yeah yeah <laughs> I've, I've i've never i've never come across what we're finding in the photography industry yeah I, I guess i guess again trying to put my sensible head on here is because you know uh they're very different worlds in that i would i would i would hazard a guess that designers they don't meet up on a on a um, an evening you know midweek for two hours and have talks by guest speakers and yeah. stuff like that that's i think that's we, kind of the we thing sit that behind a computer that, that's the thing is we we're sat in a room where photographers can get out and about and i said to you earlier that i think both are very similar in terms of the way you know everyone's trying to make a living everyone's trying to, I, I, for those of you who who have ever seen the film i did show a couple of people this clip last week and podcast we can't show it but i said whenever anyone talks about um fame and awards and all of this it always makes me think of the scene in world war z where all the zombies run at that big wall and they're all climbing over each other and they're like just climbing climbing and when they get to the top they all fall off over the other side to nothing because the next wave are coming the next wave and that's that's to me what it feels like at the moment that that there is what i was saying about it's who can shout the loudest who can get to the top the quickest and all this kind of stuff do you know what i mean but there is always somebody after you get there that can climb faster yeah and there's always somebody that can shout louder so would, do you know what i mean would it's you say it's a would you say it's a very competitive it's because it's a very competitive industry it is competitive, but I and I'm only speaking for the photography side here. It is an incredibly insecure industry, I think. Okay, and I think, and that's not just a, that isn't a sweeping statement because I know that I have my own insecurities about it as well. But I think that the way that they manifest themselves is that I am always thinking once I've done a picture, like you know, the, I did that photo shoot with Liam on the stage. The minute that's retouched and posted and on my portfolio, that is it. It's forgotten, and I'm moving on. Because I'm constantly thinking, I've got to keep getting better, got to keep getting better. And that, I guess, is my insecurity. But I suppose that's kind of a positive thing for me. Yeah. But I do, you know, we've all got friends who, because we we get incredibly busy and time just flies by, we regularly have friends within our industry who are close friends who start to think that, oh, we haven't spoken for a while, is everything okay? Have I done something to upset you? And and you think, oh, yeah, and you're, you're devastated that they even ask that question. But it's just because time's gone by. And I think that's just this industry makes you very, very insecure about your work and that other people are kind of – there is that thing of like trying to get ahead of each other all the time. Even if it's a friendly rivalry, there is a rivalry there because you're always constantly pushing to make the next best picture. Who's getting the most likes? Not that that means anything. All that kind of stuff is thrown into the mix. You know what I mean, mate? Talking about awards, I you know I'm not I'm not interested in the awards at all. All I want is kind of all I ever crave, I guess. I know, yeah, I will say I crave is recognition from my peers. Listen, when I when I'm if I if I produce a picture. And I see someone like Joe McNally, who I have the utmost respect for as a photographer and as a person and his work ethic. If I see on Instagram, Joe McNally liked your picture. You giggle like a schoolgirl, don't you? Because I do. I go all all little school kiddish. I get all like that. And I actually screen grab that every single time. I do, honestly. And I don't think I'll ever grow out of that because that, to me, that's me getting the award. Now, obviously, I'm not going to put down award winning because Joe McNally liked my picture. But for me, it's a personal thing. That is that is the only kind of reassurance that I kind of need that, that kind of says to me, you're doing all right. Yeah. Now, if Joe liked every single picture I did, it wouldn't feel as 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 powerful as what it does when he does like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you know it, it just pops up. Because he's go, busy oh, working. Like that. <laughs> exactly. That was a good point. A good point well made. Good point, well made. But I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we want to kind of flog a dead horse here. I want to talk about the fame thing, but I think we'll leave that until another episode because that is something again that we tend to talk about quite a bit. <laughs> this craving for fame. Uh, but I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of beat now. I think I've got off my chest. I feel quite chilled. I think now. it's, it's been, a, it's been this a very therapy. It's been a very Glyn therapy episode. Tonight. I've needed it. Do you know? It could have been a lot worse. I could have, I could have gone for that mike rob and more on youtube uh but i'm glad i didn't yeah obviously with his voice the way it is he might he might be about my age and his voice is just a little bit kind of up there actually uh, talking I, I, talking to you now sorry to, to interrupt you talking to you now obviously i can see um i can see what's behind glenn and 
on his shelf, I can see three, we'll call them awards. Um, and I've got a couple on my shelf. Now, they're not awards, but I'm really proud that I own these. And it's these guys. Oh, the Photoshop World... Um, dream Team. Uh, crystals. Yeah, yeah. The Dream Team. Now, things, yeah, yeah. It you know, it was a big thing for me to go from being Kelby One member to teach at Photoshop World, and, and also you teach. And, the, you know, this is a, it's a recogn- presented in recognition of your participation. Now, I wouldn't ever say to anybody... I won that. I won this as an award, but I love something like that means a lot to me. I, I've actually put, I've used that though, but I didn't just say award winning because it's not an award as such. It's a, it's something that's given in recognition. So I've actually put down on my bio before that inducted into the Photoshop World Dream Team of Instructors. Yeah, because I became I was invited amongst all these people in the world to go little old me to go from the UK to America to teach at this huge event. That to me was a big deal. Yeah, so I put that on there. Do you know what I mean? That I doubt has ever got, never got me uh, any kind of work. However, it has got me uh, on in magazines and stuff like that because they kind of interested in knowing what it was all about and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, but but I've not just left it at award winning. No, I've actually stipulated what it is just to clarify. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so, I, I'm so uh, not insecure about my work, but I mean, I don't have a, a Dribble account. I don't have an online portfolio. I don't. I mean, there's not a lot of my work online because. I don't hang my hat on the work that I do. I kind of, I do things I've because I've always worked. Most of the stuff I've done has been for the companies I work for, but I just enjoy what I do. I mean, it, it frustrates my friends and family. I'm the least competitive person you'll ever meet. I don't care if I lose. I just enjoy doing what I do. And, um, but yeah, to just to round up really, if, if you are somebody who has got award winning on your website and nowhere on your website does it say what that award is. All we're saying is just add it on or think about why it's there. Because Or let us know why you don't add it on. Yeah. I'd like yeah, we'd like to know why you don't add it on. It may you know, if if you're too shy about it, don't put it. But I'd love to know why people do add it or or don't say what it is. Hmm. And and if you are a member of any kind of uh, and I'm obviously going to use uh, the photography world here, Dave, because that's obviously yeah, what yeah. I'm involved in. But if you are somebody who belongs to these uh, photography associations, like ones we've mentioned already, then good on you. Get involved in their kind of um, schemes where they kind of take you through the ranks, if you like, where you are getting recognition from your peers. Uh, I'm just intrigued by the word awards. Let us know uh, if you use it, why you use it. Have you actually benefited from using the word award winning? And if not, if you go back to the previous episode, there's an advert for a, a made-up WordPress plugin that adds award-winning yeah. in front of any word. <laughs> but um, cool. But I'm I, I'm done, mate. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right. I'm out of here. Uh, I'm gonna carry on doing some other stuff now. I've got work to get on with, mate. Um, and I'll yeah. Goodbye, folks. Thanks for listening, <laughs> and we'll catch you in the next episode. Dave, over to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's certainly been food for thought tonight. And uh, yeah, I just once again, every week, I just want to thank all the people that have been downloading and leaving reviews. We really appreciate it. If you can download it on iTunes and leave a review, it really helps us get us noticed. And uh, we're still dipping in and out the top 10 um, in the visual arts, which gets us seen and found. And, and, you know, maybe as more people listen, more people might have something to say about our topics. But we're enjoying it. We hope you're enjoying it. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Cheers now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.